0: Kentucky Roll Call Podcasts are brought to you by Cornbread Hemp. Folks, the March sadness, it's over. But now, it's my favorite time of the year. It's derby season. And Cornbread Hemp, they've got you covered for all of this month's festivities. Your pet not ready for Thunder Over Louisville? Try the CBD oil for pets. Anxious to host a few family and friends in town? Well, maybe try some of that full-spectrum CBD capsules before bed. Feet a little sore from a long day of walking around the paddock and infield? Well, just rub some CBD oil on those tired legs. Last but not least, you're probably going to suck down one too many mint juleps. That's where the extra strength CBD gummies really hit the spot on the first Sunday in May. Just use the promo code X at cornbreadhemp.com and you'll save 30% off at checkout. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Happy Derby from our friends at Cornbread Hemp. Bueller,
1: Bueller, Bueller.
0: Potheads. What an adorable, what an adorable bunch of people! Woodson from the gun, play fake, step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20, 10, 5, touchdown, Kentucky! Jesus, Rash, get it together! Yeah, right. it's game day. Come on! Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Welcome into Kentucky Roll Call, Tuesday morning, right here on the Big X Sports Radio, one FM, 1450 AM. I'm Nick Roush, joined today by Bustin' Justin Kalen, the JK47, the Scooter Dingus. How are you today, my good friend? Roll Call. There we go. I, I couldn't, I gotta get the timing with you. Yeah, and you know, I, 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 I overthink the intro sometime too much, because it's not the, I just don't have the same muscle memory like our good friend, the sports talker. Yeah. He, his, yeah, that's exactly what it is, muscle memory. Yeah, yeah. And TJ, he is, he is unable to be with us this morning. Dad duty called. He answered. He's uh, hanging out with little Lucy this morning, so he's listening from afar. Which means I think this is means we can say F words now, Justin. Uh, no,
1: because I'm still producing, so I'm still gonna hit that dump button.
0: Really? So, yeah, I'm not trying to get a fine today. Fart. Fart. Would <laughs> <laughs> be fun to say. Keep on your toes a little. Oh, I'll, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm always ready. I'm uh, I, I'm ready for Derby Week next week. We're we're inching closer. I, I started doing my uh, my horse racing my my, my, my research because you know we we have EJ Clark on um, throughout the season. Bet on the races. Do okay, uh, but now it's time to really get into the nitty gritty. Uh, I'm not going to bore you all today, but the the, the point, Justin, is so that I'm well versed enough in the horses that we can make it fun next week when it's going to be a lot of derby talk. Um, because it's kind of there's not, there's not a, there's not a ton going on right uh, right now, but we do have some transfer portal news to get to um, some potential assistant coaches that were reportedly in contention to be on the move, but they might not be on the move now. So. Uh, we'll discuss all that but I want to start quickly by a a conflict that I'm currently in at home ooh let's hear it and it's it's an annual fight that I have um and and it's one that I feel like i'm I'm going to I'm slowly conceding and this is my war against the thermostat you know?
1: i was I was gonna get I was gonna say <laughs> can I guess does it involve windows <laughs>
0: Cause you know how I am. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm holding out as long as possible to turn on that air conditioner. Sure. How did you not turn it on in the 380s days? We had. Well, see, and that was the thing is now with a kid, I can't, I, I physically can't, because if he's too hot or too cold or whatever, then it's just it's game over. Yeah, he's it's, not sleeping. It's child I, abuse. I mean, exactly. Yeah. I, I'm sleep for the child more important than saving a buck or two on air conditioning, but. Saturday, I felt like I, I lost the early war. But it was, in part, uh, I turned the air conditioning on because, you know, my aunt was over. She was watching Duke. She doesn't know how to switch it over once it's too hot, which windows are open, which ones are closed, how to work. So, it's like, you know, we'll turn the AC on in the morning and then, you know, go from there. Well, Sunday morning, you wake up, feels nice. Oh, come on. Let's open these windows back up. Come Ooh. on, Yeah, yeah. Air conditioning, let's go. And the thing was, we weren't... We weren't home that much or morning inside. Like it wasn't that bad. Um, and then and then nighttime came around. And then you can only do you can only cool the room so much with a right. fan. Right. And then baby didn't want to go to sleep. Had to turn the AC back on. Was it it had to be eighty degrees in there? Yeah, I was 80. Yeah. <laughs> well, and because uh, the windows in his room don't open. And also, you don't want a kid to sleep in the room with the windows. Well, yesterday, hey, we're back down to nice. It feels cool. It was a little brisk this morning. Put a sweatshirt on, a little spring air in the morning. Sure. Lost the battle again, but I lost it in a different way. Unlike TJ, I'm a bad dad. He's trying to make his kid feel good. I was just sweating while trying to lay down with him, so I cranked the fan up a notch. Forgot to crank it back down. (laughs) He woke up, not sneezing like Justin, but he had the, like, oh, I'm going to be coughing, getting, hacking stuff out all morning. I was just like, God, you're such a jerk, Nick.
1: So was the fan dirty?
0: No, it's a new fan, but it's just, you blow, you circulate all that air, just... Hell, it even messes with me a little
1: bit. So, you know, if you crank up your AC just to keep the wife happy, it's only going to cost you like 5 to $10 more a month?
0: Yeah. Maybe a little more. I know, I know. It's it, Well, the thing is, she doesn't like it very cold at all. Though, so, like during the summer months, I'm miserable 24 7 because mm-hmm. I'm just a man who radiates heat at all hours of the yeah, day. that's not good. Something about, I don't, is, one of you all out there, please text in the Thorns text line 502 414 1450. We've got to have some sort of biologist, some sort of physician, uh, somebody, some scientist that listens to the show, a person that's smarter than us. Why do women run so damn cold? Is it just because guys were fat and covered with hair? <laughs> it, it's got to be something more than that. There's got to be something that, because I am, uh, I, I'm, I could have a fan on year round and still be too hot while mm-hmm. trying to go to sleep. Meanwhile, it's the, the exact opposite of my life. I don't know how that works, Justin. Are you are you similar? I am uh, yeah, very much. I need to be freezing cold when I sleep.
1: <sighs> but uh, thanks. I wanted to thank you, Nick, for my daily reminder to not get married because this is something I don't have to deal with. I keep my apartment and my room, whatever temperature I want.
0: Now, have you have you kept your AC on, or did you turn it? We turned it on, I think, Friday. Is it still on?
1: It ran yesterday throughout the day, and then once it got into the <laughs> afternoon hours, um, it started to cool down a little and didn't run again. So. Okay. Yeah. yeah I think but it's fine. I'm not a cheapskate. I'll I'll spend the five, seven extra <laughs> to bucks it on. to keep it cool. But see,
0: yeah. I, I'm like uh I'm like TJ though, he's a big drive with the windows down kind of guy. And that's you know, it's kinda nice to get some fresh air. Sure. So I don't know. I'm I'm fully in I just want to be completely ingratiated, engrossed in the spring air, even though the pollen might get me. Just love it. I just you know like being outside. It's got we get the mornings back. Um where there is a certain feeling in the air mm-hmm. before you're going out to the Churchill well, Downs backside at like six thirty, and there's a there's a dampness, a coolness, but you know it's going to warm up and just be a beautiful morning. We had a great crescent moon. I'm just I'm I'm amped up. I'm fired up. Yep. It's a beautiful beautiful spring happening here in the bluegrass, and I I'm I'm fired up. Very so
1: fired up. you you talked about Derby drama. There's not really much, is there?
0: No, no. I mean, it's all epicenter. Well, so that is, um, that's something that I've actually got a post that I wrote yesterday that I'm going to add to it where typically Justin, I have this conversation with my friends. Uh, my dad, my my dad finally started giving me an answer with tis the bond." where you ask everybody their derby horse and you get in a conversation like, Oh, so who's your derby horse? And We were having this conversation at poker last week and nobody said anything. They're like, uh, mm, if Epicenter's five to one, still might put a lot of money on it, but a chance. But the thing is, is we're just, so far, there's only four horses that have won two stakes races, period. And that's including, I think, Mo Donegal No, it was the Messier horse, the old Baffert horse. That one is a two year old, a stakes race. Uh, I I haven't looked at it this morning because I had another thing done on me. I don't think any horses entering this race on a three race win streak. Hmm. That's remarkable. Essential quality last year, the favorite, was uh, undefeated in five races. <laughs> like we don't we don't have that at all this year. And and so that's why I think the the question who is your favorite, who's your derby horse this year, you're gonna get a lot of you're gonna get a lot of different things out there. Just a lot of different names, uh, because folks are going to try to hit hit, hit hit some big bombs. Um,
1: They're overthinking it.
0: Ep- Epicenter? You're just all the way in Epicenter. Yeah.
1: My buddy, so my buddy does a, he goes to a derby party every year, and he's like the bookie. Mm-hmm. And so he's t- he was telling me a couple days ago, he said, I really need a derby again where it's a low favorite. And I looked at him, I was like, oh, that's going to easy. No problem. I mean, that presenter is going to be three to two, two to one. No, see, yeah, I, I bet, I n- bet. N-
0: no, well, that's that's the thing though, Justin is. I hope they, not. They don't get much low. Like three to one is a. Hu- I think. Uh, I think that's what it said quality. I don't even know if a central quality went off at that last year. Like they, because there's so many horses, there's so much money spread around that it doesn't get that low. So uh, I'm. I don't know. I. I, I I hope you're wrong because I'd like that horse to stay around five to one. Right now, we only have four horses with single digit odds in the futures. And two of those are former Baffert horses, now trained by his assistant, former assistant trainer, Tim Yachtin. It's is a nice name. Yeah. But, Yachtin. uh, Yachtin, uh, that will change, obviously. We're going to get, next week, we'll get a, ooh, this horse has been working out fast. We've got some bullet works. You know, there, there's going to be a lot of uh, different scuttlebutt that comes out. Plenty of time to pick a horse. I, I'm still in the process of picking out my outfit. My der- my outfits, Porel. Um, which, even though I'm not dressed uh, with, you know, a tie or anything, I still, you know, got to have your certain arrangement. Sure. And, uh... I'm really worried that the shirt I ordered is not going to fit. Because you've gained weight. No, 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 no. <laughs> you, 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 son of a... I'm also in that weird in-between. Like, I'm sure you're in-between a size, too. I've
1: been in-between sizes my whole life. Exactly, and it sucks.
0: It sucks so much. So I I, I was like, you know what? I'll just get the bigger one. It's definitely going to fit in there. Now it's going to show them It's going to be just falling off me. I'm going to be... Take
1: off hey, so before we move past the horse talk,
0: yes, I
1: want to ask you a kind of a geeky question and yes. you may or may not know the answer to it please why in horse racing is it not like sports betting like how come if I'm betting a horse at eight to one how come I don't get those odds i i it, I get whatever it goes off at I it,
0: think that's so bogus it's paramutual, so uh aka it's not just a it's an it's not a rake. Okay, I take it back. So you're basically betting against the pool of people. All of the money goes into the pool. The track takes a percentage of that, whereas in sports gambling, you're just betting against the house. Uh-huh. So uh, th- that's what makes a difference is you're all betting in the same pool against other people, and that's how the odds can change. And that's how, really, um, your to your bookie friend, he just can't have people like Mattress Mac come in and just wreck the board. hmm uh-huh. Which I, I, I'm am I'm, I'm assuming we've talked about that guy in here before. Yeah, I hate that guy. <laughs> well, get the hell out of here! Like, I'm sure his commercials are super obnoxious. He does uh, furniture in either Houston or Dallas, one of the big Texas. Houston. Yeah, and every year he runs a promo at his stores where if you buy here and so and so wins the big game, then you get all your money back. And he hedges that bet. So, and I'm sure he'll end up putting it on Epicenter this mm-hmm. year, which is just. It's just annoying.
1: Why does bet the favorites too?
0: Right, you jerk.
1: Well, and then that's what I'm saying. That takes the odds, down. That's that just sucks. I hate it. I would because there's so many times betting horses where it's like you pick a 25 to one, and then like seven minutes before the race, the next thing you know, they're down to seven to one, and it's like, what the hell? I want the 25 to one.
0: It was nice the other day. Uh, the one big winner I had, I. Got it at 5-1 to one and couldn't believe that went off at of 5-1. It was like, this nice. is only one, three, It's only 1-3. It's only 1-3. Yeah, and you're just – it's the part of the game you play. So it uh-huh. makes it fun. So it makes it exciting. Um, but we'll save more of that for later. We're not going to do this the whole time the nope. Sports Talker's out uh, because I've got a very important question that maybe some of our listeners might know the answer to. Uh, I hope you do, Justin, because uh, it was the biggest news in the world yesterday. And I don't know what it means. Elon Musk oh. – owns Twitter so what, what what does it mean I, I don't know what's going to happen uh, are, are, we, are we getting an edit
1: button I are, I will tell you what it meant yesterday Dogecoin went through the roof <laughs> <laughs> come on <laughs> we went up three cents yesterday I was pumped
0: well, that might be your time to get out I don't know if it's the I, are I think it's, to any I hour. think it's
1: going to keep going and going
0: with Elon in charge he's the he's the Doge father I don't think that people who have, like, if you have Twitter stonks, do you still have Twitter stonks? Because I'm pretty sure he's going to make it private again. Mm. So do those just go away? Do you just get your stonks? I guess you just get your stonks. You probably get what it's worth at the time. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty crazy. Um, but
1: the crazy thing to me is they wouldn't sell it to him for what, $41.4 billion?
0: But 43 billion. All right, you got a deal. Like, <laughs> really? <extra> two billion. <laughs> hey, you know what? I know it doesn't sound like, like you're splitting hairs, but two billion is two billion. Yeah, oh, that's a hell of a lot for us. Yeah. Also, if I'm one of these tech nerds, I would be like, please get me out of this because everybody just hates people who run social media. And I'm, I'm curious if that's going to happen to Oleon because he seems like a pretty, like, of all the billionaires in the world. I would say that ninety-five percent of them are hated by the masses. Mm-hmm. Fair? I don't know
1: if Elon's one of them though.
0: Exactly, he's yeah. one of the few exceptions. Uh, maybe you, uh, you know, some people like Dana White because he's, bra- but like the the billionaires that seem like they could be one of you, you know, one of us that aren't a complete one percent percenter. Some people kind of like him. I have no, I I just, he says he wants free speech and he wants to verify everything and get rid of the bots, which sounds cool. But but aren't most of the people who abuse free speech just the bots and the trolls and the jerks? So, yeah, I don't, I don't know.
1: Well, so initially when I saw the news, I was like, well, how is this man going to have the time? Like, he's got so much going on, whether it's with Tesla or the, his rocket ships or now Twitter. But then you get to thinking about it, and he's not, he'll be very hands off with Twitter. I mean, he'll he will have a team under him that deals with all this. I, I doubt he ever even deals with Twitter.
0: But the thing is, though, is it, he likes to tweet. Like, this is. He does. Man, wouldn't it be nice to have a $44 billion side passion project? Jeez. <laughs> billion with a B. Yeah. <laughs> And that's kind of what it is. I'm sure he's got some personal wealth people who are like, Elon, what are you doing, dude? Blowing your it's money crazy. on Twitter? Because these companies aren't profitable. So, I don't know. I don't. I have no idea what it's going to lead. If you have any clue what it means, text into the thorns text on 502-414-1450. We do have sports to discuss. I'm actually going to talk some NFL draft in hour number two with our, with our guy, Freddie Maggard. Nice. So, uh, he, he, he gets into the weeds and... Is a big. He'll, he'll watch every single second of this thing. So, I, I'm, I'm curious to hear from him. We're going to talk a little draft, put on our big sports hats. But I, I did want to get to some news that broke very late last night. Uh, and I was actually disappointed that I was still awake. And that is that Fordham has a new basketball coach. Yeah. Big news, right, Justin? Fordham, we, we were all waiting on pins and needles to... See who the Fordham the new Fordham basketball coach is going to be, right? So, if you saw it late, I went to bed at like 9.30, so I definitely didn't see it. It was at 11.30. Keith Ergo Ooh. will be its next head basketball coach. I don't know who. He was the top assistant at Fordham under the Neptune guy that's going to Nova. So, they just kept it in-house, kept it simple. But, the only reason why this is worth mentioning is is because Bruiser Flint was reported to be a top candidate for the job. Mm-hmm. So that's twice in one week. We, we didn't mention it yesterday, but that's twice in one week where uh, two UK assistants were reported to be going to another place and then not so fast. This one... Justin, I know you you like the Brew Crew. Love Bruiser. Bruiser was uh, a Hoosier who kept Archie in line. Maybe many people were saying he was the only thing keeping Archie Miller in line. Mm-hmm. The wheels might have fallen off after Bruiser left, uh, but now he's he's not going anywhere. He's not he, he's in like a uh, he's not in a recruiting role too. So he's got a kind of a cush gig at Kentucky, but he's here to stay. And then more importantly. Jay Lucas isn't going anywhere. There was some kind of scuttlebutt stuff. And then we actually had a report come out that it, it wasn't just message board fodder. John Shire tried to pull Jay Lucas from Kentucky. It was, it was going to be a, a weird little trickle-down effect where Kenny Payne hires Nolan Smith from Duke. Duke needs a new coach, so they try to steal one of Kentucky's. And Cal is able to keep, keep Jay Lucas on board. Which... I think it's safe to say which one's more significant. Out of no. those two? Yeah. I, it's, it's not Bruiser, Justin. I know you like Bruiser, but
1: I wanted to say Bruiser. I know. But you like him. He's a good well, guy. He's so here's guy. my thing. I don't even know why Bruiser's name would get up get brought up for Fordham. I mean he came from Indiana, now he's at
0: Kentucky and he's gonna leave for Fordham. Well give he, me a break. He was the UMass head coach forever. Right. So like maybe he wants to get back into he wants to try the old head coaching thing one more time.
1: Yeah, but he would have been an assistant under this guy.
0: No, no. He would have been the new head coach at Fordham. Oh, okay. That, yeah, I, I got yeah, you. Yeah, As yeah.
1: opposed to that guy getting bumped up and right. mentioning a bruiser. Okay, right. I'm with you. Yeah, yeah.
0: So, you know, it's personal preference. And it, it might have been a thing where Fordham was just like, you know, this guy was okay at UMass, but he had 10 years and couldn't really do anything. I don't even know what league Fordham's in. No idea. Couldn't tell you. But nevertheless – Bruiser's in a nice spot right now at UK, but it's not as important as it is for Kentucky to have kept Jay Lucas because you. I think if there's the biggest criticism you have of John Calipari's coaching staff, it's just the you're you're losing recruits to Duke, right? That's that's the big nothing new. No, suck it. Uh, Palmley bro coming in here to produce the show today. (laughs) But that's your biggest criticism is that you struggled with those top five guys. And so you hired Jay Lucas. That was the first move you made. He's the youngest guy on the staff. He has your he can be your youth connection. Orlando, Orlando's Joe Cool. He's an excellent recruiter, but he's he's, you know, he's not the young man in the game. I feel like you need to have the guy who's uh, Jay is only Two years older. He, I mean, he's like your age. He's our age. He's 33, I want to say. So I, I feel like it's important to have that young guy on the staff to be able to relate to some of these kids better than we can, even though sometimes I feel like Steve was doing the how-do-you-do fellow kids, which, <laughs> by the way, I saw that uh, GIF in the wild the other day. Was, who knew it was from 30 Rock? had no idea that that GIF, that meme, was from 30 Rock. I even watched 30 Rock. You, d- you do? I did. You did? Yeah. I did. See, and I, I didn't until, you know, 10 years later. Pretty good show. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty good. Um, seeing that in the wild, though, you're just like, oh my gosh, there it is. It's, <laughs> it's like the family guy, whenever Peter's like, I love when they say the name of the movie in the movie <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Superman 3, Return of <laughs> Superman. It's like, well, there he <laughs> said it. But the point being, losing Jay Lucas. I think Orlando Antigua and Chin Coleman. Chin has his AU connects. Orlando, he has plenty of connections. But just the, the appearance, the, you've lost enough to Duke. You couldn't lose another one to Duke. <laughs> you, and, and especially an assistant coach that helped bring Damian Collins here, who has connections to the state of Texas that could be important. Uh, and I, I admittedly don't know what irons are out in the fire right now for him. Um, i'm a little bit behind on my basketball recruiting but uh, important that it that it at least stayed intact because as much as folks want to change i mean cal made a lot of those changes last year now it's about you've redirected course and and we have to we almost have to just trust that it's this is the right course that this is going in the right direction but you've gotta you've got to see through the fruits of your labor so um, that was significant over the weekend. Uh, some late-night breaking news with Bruiser Flint staying at Kentucky. Uh, we need to get to our first break, though.
1: Real quick, where does Jay fit in on the coaching rank? Is he, He'd he be four? No, no, no. Bruiser's four. Bruiser's four? He's,
0: he's not technically a recruiter. Um, so I'm sure he's making about the same. And, and Chin might even be third just because Jay's bit – Jay sick. ahead of him, really. Maybe. Yeah, and I – and Jay might have been, might even be a, a coach longer, just because I know that they pulled Chin up from the AU ranks. So, t- I, and I, I'm not sure what the dynamics are there, but I do know that without a doubt, Orlando is Cal's right hand man. Mm-hmm. He's the number two. He's the Dwight Schrute. Then it's Jim and Andy, and I don't know. You know, it just <laughs> gets a little hairy there. Um, Got it. I was curious. Well, let's get to a break. We're going to come back. NBA playoffs happened last night. The internet was on fire. And our boy Tyrese Maxey's in trouble. We'll talk about that. And some transfer portal news. Some intriguing guys hopped in the portal yesterday. We'll talk about how they could potentially fit in at Kentucky and more when we return to Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio 96.1 FM 1458. Little less talk. And a
3: lot more action. Little less talk. I need. down to the main lot more
1: action. I like waking up to this
0: Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush.
1: Sue me. It's a perfect way to start the day.
0: We are back. Nick Roush. The scooter dingus Justin Kalen. Kentucky Roll Call, roll. Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. And you know what's really exciting, Justin? What's up? I think the rain's gone away. woo For now.
1: We got some rainy days coming up. Oh, gosh.
0: Rainy days coming up. Well, that's why now is the good – it's the best time to buy the Big X Sports Radio golf card. So you have it handy whenever it's, it's, it's ready. It's in your pocket. As soon as it dries up, you can go to – was it Valley View, Jeff Elks, Chariot Run, Old Capital, Big Bill on the Hill? You just have them punch your card, and you're ready to rock and roll.
1: So, yeah. Elk Run. Elk Run. It was Jeff Elks. Now it's Elk
0: Run. Oh. Elk change, Run, change?
1: Valley View, Chariot Run, Christmas Lake. There we go. And yeah. Old,
0: Old Capitol. Yeah. 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 There yeah. we go. Five golf courses, all under 25 bucks a round. It's a heck of a deal. Heck of a deal. If you're a golfer, get your... Card today by visiting bigexportsradio.com or by calling 812-725-1457. Get it today. Justin, I, I do want to talk a little playoffs just because I, I watched some of it last night. But first, I think locally folks are more intrigued by the ins and outs of the transfer portal. Let's start with Kentucky basketball because it feels like there's a little more A little more meat on this chicken wing. Uh, Bryce Hopkins, former Wildcat. He's going to Providence. He's going to be a fry guy for Ed Cooley and the gang. Fry or die. What do you think of this quote? I picked Providence because I feel like I was not only wanted but needed. That means
1: he was either not wanted or needed at Kentucky. I think he was one of the two. It's up to you to decide which one. I think he just wasn't needed at
0: Kentucky. Yeah, he was only wanted at Kentucky, but he wasn't they didn't need him on the floor at all times.
1: Providence though, that's a good spot for him. They want and need him.
0: Yeah. He could also be really good in the Big East because sure. he is that kind of like, at Kentucky you have to play a 3. He can get a little bit more physical inside in the mm-hmm. Big East, you know. Um I think it's a good fit for him. I don't think he Meaning to take like a huge shot at UK or anything. He's what, six eight? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. that's I mean that's he could there's some games he can play the five.
0: Yeah, yeah. I will say I just when I heard that quote, I wasn't thinking, ooh, shots fired at UK. Yeah. I was thinking of, oh, that's the cheap trick song.
1: Want well, you to want me. Yeah.
0: Need you to need me. Ah, <laughs> oh, cheap trick. Not bad. Not bad. Cool font for their name, too. (laughs) Very cool font. One of the coolest fonts in rock and roll, many people say. Many people say. Um, Elsewhere, so that was a guy going out of the portal. Uh, We have until Sunday. Sunday's the deadline to put names in. Thing is, Justin, you can always put your name in and just get a waiver. Joey Gaywood got one last year. Uh It happens. But for the most part, people going into the portal, that's going to end next week. We had another guy. Put his name in that I know is going to intrigue Kentucky fans, and it might be why they're solo playing Antonio Reeves. Baylor Shireman, do you have you have you heard that name before?
1: I've heard of the name. I couldn't tell you where it's from though.
0: So he was the remember NCAA tournament. Everybody was picking South Dakota State as the twelve over the uh, five. Oh yeah. He was the six foot six wing that shot forty nine percent from three last year. That's the guy you want. 49% from three. That's the guy you want.
1: 49%. You need a Grady replacement? He sounds like a good option. <laughs> yeah.
0: You ain't kidding. 49% from three. He could be an option. It's one of those things where he initially announced he was going to put his, he was going to test the NBA draft waters, and he still is, but he's also uh, in putting his name in the train start portal in case he does want to come back to college basketball. And he can be, ooh, oh, trivia question. Where is South Dakota? The South Dakota state. the South Dakota state what city
1: <laughs> Couldn't, uh, I can I don't know if I can name one city in South Dakota
0: oh man all of my, my two is
1: that South Dakota
0: I think that's it oh wow I just it I think you did it because <laughs> all of the there is ones no one. I can name are in North Dakota like uh Fargo Bismarck and oh no it's North Dakota no, Iowa is in Brookings, which I I never knew that Brookings, South Dakota, was a place. Um, so, congrats! I've even been to South Dakota and couldn't tell you state. Pierre or cities. is this? Oh God, yeah! I, how come we know all the North Dakotas cities? And isn't so South Dakota say that's where they have the Bison? They play in the dome. Mm-hmm. How come we don't know more about Brookings? I've never heard of the the town Brookings. And I haven't thought about Pierre since I took my state capitals test in fourth grade.
1: In all fairness, I could have only named about two North Dakota cities too. So, yeah, Fargo. If, if you know, because of the If you know TV North Dakota better, North Dakota better than South Dakota, that's on you. Because I don't know either.
0: I think of them. the Black Hills are in North Dakota as well. What? So you said you've been to South Dakota mm-hmm.
1: though? Yeah, we went on a we did a mission trip when I was in high school there.
2: Oh.
0: Was it to one of those places that didn't have like running water or anything?
1: Uh, it wasn't that bad. It, it was like an Indian reservation, but they, gotcha. they had it pretty good. We just repainted their houses and stuff.
0: Oh, nice, nice. Yeah. We, but we
1: went to the Badlands and oh, that's pretty all cool. the sites out there, like the – what's the four statues? Mount
0: Rushmore. Mount Rushmore, we went there. Yeah, it was cool. Cool trip. I've heard Ru- Mount Rushmore is a little underwhelming. It
1: was a little underwhelming,
0: yeah. Yeah, because it's so far away. Yeah.
1: But. I actually have a funny picture on my Facebook where – my face is on Mount Rushmore over Abe Lincoln because our youth coordinator guy was a huge Abe Lincoln guy. So I did that to troll him. Like, oh, they took Abe Lincoln off, put me up. Sorry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's South Dakota for you. <laughs> that's South Dakota for you. Um, I I don't know. If we This news on Bayor Shireman, just, you know, it was a white night breaking thing. We haven't had the. Uh, Twitter reports of who's reached out, who's made contact. Um, But it does seem to be a guy that would check a lot of boxes for UK, but I do only think that when you've got Chris Livingston there, you've got Jacob Topp, you can get crowded quickly if you're – maybe this is why they got Antonio Reeves pumping the brakes because I kind of feel like you can only take one of those. So, I I don't know who's better of the two. Well, I mean, Reeves is fine. I mean, they both come from a small school playing in a
1: small conference. But what it comes down to is Reeves 38% from three, which is
0: phenomenal. I would take that all day every day.
1: But you bring up a guy shooting 49% from three? Come
0: on. Yeah, and and the thing is, too, Justin, is that, you know, of course, Casey Wallace, he's going to knock down some threes uh, at times. But that's not his bread and butter. Right now you've you've got C.J. Frederick, uh-huh. and that's really it. so I think that this portal edition you do need to prioritize shooting above all else but and here's the thing that we that really are as Kentucky fans we could not wrap our brains around last season. I think some of it came out after the fact was that well, folks were injured. Probably explains a lot of it, but Kellen Grady was the leading three point shooter in sec play until he wasn't. And Davion on minutes, he could shoot pretty well too. Kentucky had shooters uh-huh. and then they just all got cold at once. So even if you do prioritize shooting, it, I, I think we all need to remember too, that it doesn't just mean that you're automatically going to hit seven threes a game. That's just not a given. Um, so uh, I'm interested to see how uh, this unfolds over the next week or so. See, here's my thing though with Kentucky, and you and I'm, I've been hesitant to
1: bring it up, but you and TJ have both brought up how you need that Kellen Grady replacement. Why can't C.J. Frederick be that guy? Tell me that. Why can why can't
0: C.J. Frederick well, play the Kellen Grady role? I think the biggest worry with C.J. Frederick is the injury thing, and it's. I mean, it was like that at Iowa. And then at Kentucky, he was suffering one injury. He gets healthy, and then he just pulls his – like, tears a hamstring while dunking in warm-ups. Durability is an issue. Mm -hmm. So I I think that's my biggest one where you you need to have more than one. Um, And we saw the durability being a problem last year Mm -hmm. with the concussions with Wheeler and what have you. And I also – not that he's going to have the ball in his hands a ton, but uh, par- part of me is just, I think you just, you need to have one more. And I think you also need to have that lineup where, you know, e- even if you're one guy is your one guy and Kellen Grady's really good. Even before he started slumping at the end of the year, you know, he had games where he just didn't do anything where yeah. these shooters, they will tag off on a shooter and they just completely shut him down for a game. And you still need to be able to have somebody else out there. And so I think, I think Justin ideally is if you brought in a guy like Shireman, he's a bigger guy. He could probably get his shot off better than Shireman just because he's taller. He's got a higher release Frederick, point. Yeah. Or yeah, sorry. But if he's in the game and they're just saying, Okay, we are not let, like don't let the big white guy shoot the threes. They can't if they can't tag off on everybody because then Caseon Wallace is just gonna bring you off the dribble. So I think that's the bigger part of it, Justin, is that there were moments last year where Xavier Wheeler excelled because people were so worried about Kellen Grady and Davion meant shooting threes. Those two got hot and it was just like and then Wheeler just got to go to the basket. So I, I just think the stress that um that that you, you want Kentucky's offense to put more stress on a defense by having more than one shooter out there.
1: Sure. Yeah, and I I don't disagree with that. I I think you do definitely need multiple shooters, but it, it could also very well be a situation where you've got Severe practicing his three-point shot in this offseason. He comes back, shoots a lot better. Seems unlikely, but it could happen. But that Kellen Grady role could get diminished a little bit. May You may not need that role as much as you did this past season.
0: So what? it's a, it's a perfect segue here because I think there are some parallels in your brain uh, between what's happening with Kentucky – Football at left tackle, and what's happening with Kentucky basketball uh, when it comes to the shooter position? Except, I, I, you're saying that Kentucky, you know what? They might be all right if they don't get another one of these shooters. I disagree. No,
1: I no, I that's not but what you're I'm saying. You're playing they, devil's advocate. They do need another one. I'm just saying that role this year. You never know with the team set up the way it is. It may not be as important as it was last
0: right. year. Right? You're going to give Oscar. It's it's Oscar Sheboygs team. Yeah. So, Well, oh, um, I'm
1: expecting a lot of things out of Wheeler as well, for what it's worth.
0: Interesting. I mean, you know, you short guys, you got to stick together. Yep, that's right. But I, I do think there are parallels to Kentucky right now where they feel kind of content about what's happening at offense tackle. And they're like, you know what? We're going to keep our eyes peeled. If something good comes up in the portal, we'll pursue it. If not, we might we might just be good enough. We might be able to get by with it. But I don't think that's the case at defensive back. And even though they got Kedron Smith, I was talking with Luckett yesterday on 11 personnel. So if you need any more football talk, uh, listen to me and Luckett. um, He is pretty confident that Smith is going to be playing cornerback next year. Particularly because there's going to be more options at safety. And as we were having that conversation yesterday, Justin, uh, two dudes hopped in the portal. I mean, almost at. uh, We we were talking about one as the show was starting, an Ohio State guy by the name of Andre Tarantine. While we were podcasting, a guy from Alabama, Kane Williams, they both entered the portal. They're both safeties, they were top 200 players. Um, I think in Rivals, the, the Alabama guy was. 170, basically, on both, and rivals and ESPN. Turrentine was 180 in both rivals. And ESPN. Well, I was going to say, so, Al-
1: Alabama and Ohio State. What, e- which yeah, one do you want? Exactly. Both
0: <laughs> highly ranked guys, but they have only played one year. And typically, Kentucky, when they when they go portal hunting, they usually get some more experienced guys who've been there two or three years because they just know that, well, they're going to go about handle their business. They're going to walk in and not – You know, say that their stuff don't stink. They'll go to work. They're a little bit more mature about them. So, uh, you know, that might disqualify them right off the bat. But I don't think you, I still think you kick the tires. And while the Williams name is fun, I doubt that happens. This kid's from Louisiana. Kentucky doesn't have those Louisiana connections anymore. Michael Smith was on the staff. They had some. They did the LSU transfer thing. But I, I think the Louisiana experiment, I think that's coming to an end. But this Tarrantine kid, he's from Nashville and went to Innsworth High School. is a big powerhouse there, and Kentucky's recruited there. They've got they've got an in there. Um, Wolford helped get Scott Woodward in, and I think Woody's been doing a lot of the Nashville recruiting. And he helped lock up Shamar Porter. He was UK's second commitment in the 2023 class. He attends Innsworth. Those two were teammates a year ago. So you at least have an in there. There's some possibility you'd— even though you haven't got an Ohio State guy, I think you'd like to kind of throw a jab at one of them. Mm-hmm. He played the most; he, he didn't record any stats last year, but he played the most snaps in Ohio State's spring game, had nine tackles in a PBU, but just couldn't crack there too deep. So maybe this is a chance for him to come and play nickel at Kentucky, get some experience in the sub package. They're not going to be playing it a ton, but against teams like Tennessee, they're going to have to play it some. So I, that that one I can see as being a possibility, but I still think that it is. You still have the luxury of being able to wait some. You can ask this guy. That, that's why we're we're still in kind of a we, we've had we've seen a couple commitments, Justin, in both sports. But you are in a bit of a holding pattern as we so we inch our way towards May.
1: Well, that turn what is it? team Yeah. So he checks the box of the cool name for Kentucky. It is a pretty cool name. I mean, you got Octavius, you got Smoke Cavassier. Smoke. Well, he's gone, right? Didn't he leave? He's there still. Oh, okay.
0: He didn't leave. Gotcha.
1: But he, there was scuttlebutt that he was going to.
0: Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. He was selling his stuff on one of those Instagram things. Like his UK-affiliated
1: yeah. stuff? Yeah. Interesting.
0: One of them was a winter coat, too. So you're like, oh, that means he doesn't think he's going to be around for winter next year.
1: Maybe he just knew they're getting new stuff.
0: Or he just wanted... Oh, you know, that could be it, too. Because I've seen... I'll see some of those uh, videos of all the team-issued like, it's just a bed full of team issued mm-hmm. sweats. It's awesome. Yeah,
1: gosh. That'd be, that'd be low key one of the best parts about being a college athlete. Just all the gear
0: you get. Yeah, and they wear it all. It's, it's, you don't wear Letterman's jackets that much anymore, no. except UK's, UK's people did, where they, they did for a while, and it was mostly just the football players. But for the most part, it's just the team issued sweats. Mm-hmm. That's the status symbol. Yep. Wish I could wear sweatpants as a status symbol. <laughs> Trevor Kelsey would do that. Yes. Without a doubt. And flip-flops. <laughs> well, let's get to the Thornton's text on 502-414-1450. That's how you get into the show. You text in. We respond. Uh, and get yourself in over to Thorns. I went there this morning. Got myself a nice hot cup of coffee. So good. Undefeated. It's also, I, I'm not a big, I don't know, I always put stuff in my coffee. I usually take it black. But when I go to Thorns, I treat myself. I make it sweet putting to. some French vanilla creamer. It's so good. You it's ever the get best. their iced coffee? I actually haven't. Oh, it's awesome. See, and that's awesome. My only worry is that when I get iced coffee at places, I just know that it's like I'm just basically drinking worse than a soft drink. Like, oh, it's yeah. just. You're oh just, yeah. T- you're just tapping your veins and pumping sugar into it. But it's so good. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna have to try it. That's good. You you won't. It's gonna be. It's we're we're we're, we're approaching ice coffee season. Yes. It's it's it, that's more of like well, a June July. Yeah. I mean, you, you know? can't drink hot coffee in the
1: summer. That's just psycho.
0: Yeah, I, I can once or twice in the morning. I still think the hotness helps me wake up. Like the hot coffee you can get at Thornton's. Mm-hmm. But the after that, you know, once I get the sun comes up, it's got to be cold. Mm-hmm. Time for beer. What's cooler than being cold, <laughs> Justin? Ice cold. You're damn right it is. <laughs> 502-414-1450. That's the Thorns text line. Uh, first one up today. Somebody says, Kroger Field grossed $1 million in beer sales from Saturday. I'd sacrifice all my morals for that kind of money if I was Mitch. Who wait, How? Who said that? I I would, if, if somebody has a link, I would love to see that because I would love to shout it from the mountaintops. Well, I bet it would
1: be more. No, I don't. Stapleton? Yeah, the country folks there. Everybody drinking beer? I bet it
0: was. Well, gone. and they also did say grossed. Right. Um, so that's
1: So sold probably
0: right, right. five, six million. No, 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 grossed is just the their t- money without the cost. Oh, so that's not their take home. That's not their take home. Yeah, yeah. Which you know It's more than that then. But like uh I knew somebody that distributed beer. And when you buy your ten dollar beer at Churchill Downs next week, it they pay I think ten cents per beer. I think that's what it is. So they're making a hundred times what you're like. It, it's absolutely Incredible. insanity. And I'm still going to buy twenty of them. Twenty. <laughs> you know, for three days, two hundred dollars in beer. Yeah. God, that's going <laughs> to suck. And the thing was, too, Justin, is I was always. You know, in my in my younger years, I was a cheapskate who would always just sneak in bourbon, but now it's like, man, I want to make it through the day. Still
1: <laughs> seems like you would be that guy.
0: Also, I, I think this year I might actually even switch to vodka just because it feels Ugh. lighter, you know? Huh. You don't drink vodka? No. Mm-mm. At all? Mm-mm. Not, no, not a Bloody Mary? Mm-mm. I mean, I'll, screwdriver? I'll
1: drink a Bloody Mary just because the tomato takes the taste away, but no, I'm not drinking screwdrivers, no. Wow. Vodka and gin. I don't, you all I don't, can have all of
0: it. I don't even taste the vodka. Like you pour Ugh. it in like a hell. I'll do vodka water with lime, and it's just like a lime juice. I
1: think it's just because I'm sca- uh, Scarred from college.
0: Oh, you had one of those nights.
1: I, I mean, no. I would just that was what I would did. I would buy the huge thing of vodka, just chase it with orange juice. So now I nope. see the I'm cha- good. the
0: chasing. That's where I'm good. I did the, that. was my first bad drinking experience. Was we chased it with Coke, and we're taking shots. And we just poisoned ourselves. Mm. It was awful. Amazing I didn't have to get my stomach pumped. <laughs> uh texter on the Not Thorns text line from uh, one sports doctor says, uh, LOL at Roush saying he was a cheapskate. Hey, suck it, buddy. <laughs> I know you're you're hanging out with your daughter, but you can still take out your suck it and suck it, pal. Big old suckety suck it. I called him out for you, TJ. I <laughs> also appreciated that somebody tweeted in, uh, the woodman said, "I hope we filled out the paperwork for this personal day. HR will be reaching out soon."
2: <laughs>
0: Last minute paperwork. Speaking of, I need to have a word with our HR department. Figure out what our plans are for next week. Same. Let me know when you uh, talk <laughs> to them.
2: <laughs>
0: oh man. Texter on Thornton's Text line, 502-414-1450. I had skip faster on TJ's neighborhood wildlife stories than I do on horse racing segments.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Most of them were really are really good. Yesterday's underwhelming.
0: The problem was is that it actually is something if you're, you know, you just gotta kind of be be quick about it. We've had these geese for 30 years and they're gone. Like that, that, you know, you know, oh my gosh, where'd they go? We got to solve the case of mysterious geese. But you know, it was Monday. We got too caught up. It happens. Yeah. But you know what though? I appreciate TJ's love for wildlife. You know, I know you grew up in Pekins. You grew up in the middle of the wild wild. Absolutely. West. Just love being outside. We got bobcats where I'm from. Bobcats? Yeah. What? You yep. should be a wildcat fan, then.
1: No, they're bobcats.
0: But uh, okay, Our... it's
1: a wild bobcat, different from wildcats.
0: Is a bobcat a cat? Yes. Is it wild? It's a wild bobcat. No, it's a wildcat. <laughs> I got <gotcha>. you. <laughs> Woo! Yeah, take that, Justin. Wildcats. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I basically have wildcats in my neighborhood. Oh so I I didn't I don't think I provided an update oh, on yeah. my cat thing. The cat kept messing with the tree. I think it scared the neighbors away. They moved that day. <laughs> Just packed up and moved. By, by the way, so when you were bringing that up, I wanted to give TJ
1: crap for this yesterday. He you said, "I wonder what's in the bush." He said a bird, and I said a mouse, and his response was, "I don't
0: think a mouse would go up in a bush." Like what?
1: Now, yes, they would.
0: Not mice would do a lot <laughs> Yes, of they would. Yeah. <laughs> but a cat could just get to it still. But, yeah, if you want a uh, house for sale in the South End. I'm good. You can be, you can be my neighbor. I'm good. You you have you can get a dog. I've got a fenced-in yard. I'd
1: be a good neighbor, and I'd have a good dog. And
0: you'd cut your grass? I would cut my grass or pay some little boy to do it. Oh, because yeah. you do not got no time.
1: Actually, by the time, if, if we actually made that happen, I would just wait for Duke. By about 5 6 years old be paying him to cut my grass.
0: Is yeah. that your first job? No. Just to say you probably had to use tractors oh. to cut grass and pecans.
1: We I did, yeah. <laughs> Actually, yeah. My dad had a huge Kubota,
0: yeah. It was great. I had 2 <laughs> yards. I think I uh, it was I was only getting $15 and I started getting paid $20 a yard when I could hold the weed eater. Man. Cuz originally couldn't hold the weed eater. Well, that's tough. Weed eating sucks. It does suck. And I'm tall. Like, they don't... I got... I was cheap and didn't get the long weed eater. And then, of course, I didn't cut my grass it rain. It's going to be a pain in the rear. Uh, A texter on the thorns sex line says, Roush, from a very loyal KRC follower, congrats on baby number two. That is awesome and lots to be excited about moving forward. Sounds like those cheeks must have been the absolute fire for baby two to happen. Congrats. (laughs) Cheeks. <laughs> gosh, baby, two is exciting,
1: though. It is. Three more for your own basketball team.
0: Be here before you know it. One more texture says, "Would you be more invested in the NBA if Patino and George didn't block Oliva from getting NBA franchise?" Yes. Oh my gosh. Hands down. Yes. Yeah. I mean, yes. So-
1: I don't care if they were twelve and seventy. Yes, I'm invested.
0: Especially because I, I know I would treat it almost like a person treats a baseball team where you just kind of turn it on every night. And even if you don't pay the closest attention, you keep up with it enough. Because yeah. even watching, watching the NBA playoffs last night, I just couldn't. I mean, two of the games were blowouts. Uh-huh. The Mavs were just making every single shot. Luka was making Rudy Gobert look stupid. Well, and Donnie went out. I mean, it, that, that was just ugly. The Sixers might blow a 3-0 lead. Not a chance. Have you seen him? beats hurt. He's, he's hurting out? His thumb's messed up. Mm-hmm. Playing like duty. Tyrese Maxey's got to do it all as a second-year player. I don't know what James Harden's doing. You it's said he was around. in
1: trouble. What'd he do?
0: Oh, he's just playing on the Philadelphia 76ers. Mm. They need him to score 40 points to win a game. Got gotcha. Too much pressure.
1: I thought you meant he actually did something.
0: No, no. And I I, I admittedly, I did not have the Nets game on when the officiating fiasco happened. I turned it on afterwards because I was reminded by the game, by people getting mad online. Uh, But I do love that the refs were purposely trying to not make it a sweep. And the Nets are too incompetent to do it. And I just, the quotes from Kyrie Irving about, man, I I just wish we could have had more time to come together and gel. It's like, oh. That's on you, bro. Oh, the guy in the hot dog suit doesn't know who drove the hot dog car into the building. Like, you, it's on you, dude. Yeah. It's all on you. And Ben Simmons, you all are the biggest disaster. And and the thing is, is I'm actually starting to like Kevin Durant more and more. I love KD. But it's, this has been a disaster in Brooklyn. An absolute disaster. Ah. You hate to see it. You hate to see it. Uh, let's get to our daily double break. When we come back. Freddie Maggers will join us. We're going to have some NFL draft talk. Don't go anywhere, folks. We'll be right back. Nick Roush, Justin Kalen on Kentucky Roll Call. Roll Call. We'll be back soon. <laughs>
2: Over? You say over? I ain't heard no family! Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call.
1: Nothing is over until we decide it is.
3: With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro.
0: Oh, welcome back into hour number two of Kentucky Roll Call on Roll Big X Force Radio. Call. Nick Roush and Justin Kalen with you today. T.J. Walker is out on dad duty. And now, we're joined by a good friend of the program from Kentucky Sports Radio, an old pal, former Kentucky quarterback, Freddie Maggard. Freddie, thanks for hopping on today to talk a win on NFL Draft with us. How you doing today, buddy?
3: I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for having me on. It's about time. You asked everybody <laughs> else besides me, I thought I was, uh, you know, not a not a cool friend until now, but... Appreciate you having
0: me on, brother. <laughs> I appreciate you coming on today to talk about the draft because I know that, like me, you, you're even more so than me. You're going to watch every single second of this thing, and yeah. I, I'm just curious because not everybody can watch all three days of the NFL draft. Um, for a lot of folks, it's it's maybe just night one to see the stars. But what's um before we get into you know maybe some of the big picks in the first round and where you, we think some of the UK guys are going to Fall. What, what's your favorite part about just watching the the the, the later rounds of the broadcast? Whenever uh, the, the the picks are flying fast and furiously on Friday and Saturday. Yeah,
3: you know, I like I like I enjoy the strategy portion uh, of the draft, and especially rounds four through seven. Uh, the first round is is like you said. That's what most people tune into. But you know, Super Bowl teams. Are constructed a little differently now. Uh, a lot of it's through free agency and, and other means of roster management. But I like to see how how the good teams that stay good draft in the later portions uh, of the of the draft. And, and it, for me, that that's the strategy portion. You know, just a subtle trade to get two additional picks in the sixth and seventh round, like uh, New England just pulled off. You know, things of that nature. It's what I enjoy. But I've watched every pick of the draft for many years now. Uh, It's one of my favorite three-day periods of the year. And uh, I enjoy evaluating players. That's kind of what I do uh, with you for KSR. So I I enjoy that portion. And uh, it's just a fun three-day for me.
0: I also like, too, Freddie, uh, A, not only you hear more and more names, the the more closely I follow the SEC, the more I recognize dudes that, we're really good against Kentucky. And also, the, the new thing they got, they bring out the, the old dudes to come and announce picks. Like you'll have Pat McAfee yeah. or uh, I know like Kyle Brant said he's going to announce picks. And I, I like the trash talk, too. So we're going to be in Vegas this year, so there's going to be a ton of really drunk Raiders fans. So there's going to be a <laughs> lot of people taking pot shots at the Raiders. That's going to be fun. Yeah,
3: yeah, it is. I mean, I like how the NFL moves the draft around. I think it's unique and it brings different perspectives in different cities. But this this one, I think, uh, in, in terms of, of funny and in terms of, uh, the, let's just say, the mood of the, pre- of the presenters, <laughs> it's, it's going to be different, and it's going to be a fun three days. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. Just, you know, this draft, there really aren't any superstars in this draft. Yeah, uh, I, I think teams are going to reach for quarterbacks, especially in the first round. Uh, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a down year for quarterbacks. I think next year is going to be much better. So, you know, again, the strategy there, who needs a quarterback, who does not need a quarterback if if you put on, if you look to the UK lens, you start looking at which teams need to center for Luke Fortner. I mean, it just, it just, you know, the, the in-depth analysis as far as player needs of teams and how teams build, uh, not only for, uh, their run to the Super Bowl, hopeful, but how they build for training camp because, you know, you're going to bring in the live arm for training camp for a quarterback. I mean, there's just all different kinds of scenarios that I, I find the draft very fascinating.
0: So, Freddie, let me ask you, because you're a Steelers fan. Our boy Justin here's yeah. a Steelers fan. We're all Steelers fans here. Yeah. They got Mitch Trubisky. We're hoping to have Dwayne Haskins compete, but he, his untimely tragic death happened, and now yeah. they really are... Just short on death at quarterback, who would uh, – it's 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 not a deep quarterback class, but who would excite you the most at quarterback that the Steelers could take in the first round at the 20th pick? If they don't trade not up, a, they could end up trading up.
3: Yeah, none of the above. No <laughs> quarterback. No, I, I would not draft a quarterback in the first round. I mean, that's just that's just oh, me. Gosh. Uh, there, there's no quarterback that moves the needle no. for me if I'm, if I'm the Steelers. Good. I mean – you know, I think you could use Trubisky as a, as a bridge year, get into next season. I, you know, Tomlin produces winning seasons. I mean, I think, you know, that's what he does. I think he's – I love Mike Tomlin. Uh, obviously, as a Steelers fan. So, I just think you ride with Trubisky and, and just go with it. And if the quarterback's there next year that you could really like, you know, he, he, that quarterback class is going to be so deep. Uh, you can get a Will Levis in, you know, in the top 15 or 20, that's better than any option that's out, that's out there this year,
1: Freddie. What if, what if Trubisky gets hurt? That's scary. No, Mason Rudolph. Yeah,
0: <laughs> gosh, Mason. Rudolph. Well, wow, that,
3: that, that's even scarier. But but again, draft <laughs> capital. Uh, I mean, there's so many other team needs that, that Pittsburgh has. But I mean, would a rookie be ready to replace Trubisky, or would a rookie be better than Randolph? I mean, it just, it, that, that's why, you know, that's why they get paid the big dollars to make these decisions. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm glad it's not me, but I, you know, Malik Willis, I think is the first quarterback that, that should come off the board. And if he's there at 20, take him, uh, if that's, if that's the direction you want to go. But he's more of a developmental project. Would he be ready if Trubisky goes down? That, that's, that's again, that, again, those are questions that you have to ask yourself prior to making a pick.
0: The the one thing that uh, is a uh, positive, at least locally, for this bad quarterback class is that uh, the St. X guy, Desmond Ritter, he's really yeah he, he he's done nothing but help himself this offseason uh, despite yeah. his subpar performance in the game against Alabama in the playoffs. But he's done a lot to help his draft stock, and I I think a lot of people would have been surprised myself included, that the guy – I didn't even know he, he was at Sanex when he was there, Freddie. I, I never even heard of the guy yeah. until he got to Cincinnati and was like, wait, a Sanex quarterback is starting for Cincinnati? And now he's probably going to be a first-round draft pick. So kudos to that guy for just working his tail off and, and doing all the right things to put himself in a position to, to make a ton of money uh, Thursday night.
3: Absolutely, and I'm very happy for Desmond Ritter. I, I followed him because of that Sanex connection. And uh, watched his development. I actually went up to work, to see him play in person against UCLA. I was, I was impressed. Uh, yeah, I think I think that's tremendous. Some people have him as the first quarterback. That, that's one. There's no consensus on these quarterbacks. There's no. Uh, there's no superstar quarterback. I mean, you have you have guys with high ceilings, uh, uh, and then you know, like Willis is a high ceiling, but then you have. Uh, you know the, the pick quarterback Kenny uh, Pickett. it mm-hmm. doesn't have a high ceiling, but is probably the most ready to play right now. And I like I like Ritter more than I like Pickett. So I mean, it just it just depends on it. Only takes one team to fall in love with the player, and that's a, that's an old saying that that is true. And again, teams are going to reach on quarterbacks. So I would like to see Desmond go in that first round and that will be beneficial
0: for him. Now, Freddie, before we get to the U.K. guys, I want to ask you about the receivers uh, because that seems to be the deepest position group or, or one of the deepest position groups available. Probably going to have four or five guys taken in that first round, which should you know, maybe help Wendell Robinson get picked a little bit sooner. But I want you to put on your general manager hat. Um, I know team need could be specific, but just purely – if you want to get the best guy who's going to have the longest, most successful career, who, who do you think that is of this bunch?
3: You know, I talked to some NFL folks yesterday, and they said that the the key thing about receivers in this draft is patience. If you look at receivers right now that are excelling in, in, in the NFL, you know, the three that are holding out, all of those guys are third, fourth-round picks, second, third, fourth-round picks. Hmm. So you can be very patient and get a good receiver. I like Christian Wallace out of uh, North Dakota State at six three and a half, six four, two hundred pounds. Ran a four three. He fascinates me, but I think I think the receiver from Alabama, if it wasn't for the injury, would would be the first one off the board. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think somebody I think somebody's going to reach uh, uh, and, and, and overdraft the receiver that that they could have gotten later rounds because there is going to be a run on pass catchers. And that, that would benefit Wandell Robinson. But, again, I, with receive, receivers are turning into running backs, in my view, that you can be patient and get a really good receiver in the second and third round and be okay. But I don't think that's going to happen because when they start coming off the board, when one falls, then the rest of them are going to fall, and they're going to get drafted in a hurry. So if I was a GM, I, I would be patient. And, and get uh, uh, Christian Wallace or somebody like that
0: in the late first, early second round. I, I like Justin. We asked him his favorite receiver, and he's he's going for the late guy. That's, that's why you have Freddie Maggard on to tell you about the guy <laughs> from North Dakota State, South Dakota. We've already got our <laughs> Dakotas mixed up today um, on Kentucky roll call right here. I, I want to talk to you about the Kentucky guys because last year seven players Seven yeah. players were drafted, is the most in the modern era since the draft went to seven rounds. And you could have it again this year. And I, I think for the longest time, Freddie, everybody expected that to be Darian Kennard. But is there a chance that Darian actually gets passed in the second round by Wyndale Robinson or Josh Pascal?
3: I think Josh Pascal could be the first cat taken off the, off the board. Uh, he is trending upwards. Uh, I think his, 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 versatility, you know, he can play in a three point stand, stand up. I mean, he can play all along with the defensive line and then the character, you know, the leadership, three time team captain. I, I, think, you know, he has a good chance to be the first pick off the board. Some NFL people I'm talking to saying Fortnum, i might be second or it could be Derek Kennard. Oh, wow. I think, I think the four, Kennard, uh, Wondell Robinson, Luke Fortner and Josh Paschal. Uh, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if that order is mixed up four different ways. So again, <laughs> going to be team needs. Like with, with Luke Fortner, what what benefits him is position versatility. He can play guard or center. Mm-hmm. Uh, team captain, just a you know, have two two graduate or master's degree and an engineering degree. I mean, he's going to take up an offense where he's, he's plug and play. Kennard most likely kicked down in the guard, and which team needs an interior offensive lineman without, without positional uh, uh, versatility because he cannot play center, but he can play guard or tackle.
2: Mm-hmm. And then Wandale
3: Robinson is going to meet a specific need, a slot receiver, uh, a returner, things of that nature. I think if the, if the teams can go or, or stick true to being patient with the receiver, you could see Wondell drop to the third round. Some have them been a fourth, some haven't been a second. So, uh, again, I mean, those four, I would not be surprised at any order in which they're taken.
0: Oh, wow. So things are up in the air, up in the air. And the, yeah. the one thing that is positive too, Freddie, is it felt like it felt like th- they've done a lot of good for themselves and a lot of them aren't going to have to wait till Saturday. Because I think most of these guys have the understanding Thursday night's going to come and go. Uh, And it's just, it's going to be fun. But that Friday, that's a long day. That's what, noon to six or something like that? That can, you be swung that out quite a long time. So um, I, I, I think the biggest surprise on my end would just, I mean, I remember, and this is the thing, Justin, this is why we don't doubt Freddie Maggard. Trevor loved to doubt Freddie whenever it came to NFL draft talk time. But I remember when Luke came back last year and it's like, well, it's going to really help his NFL draft talk. And it's like, Luke is going to have 17 different degrees. He, NFL, he's not an NFL player. And the fact that he could be a day two pick. Yeah. I mean, we, we talk a lot about how nil helps impact a players' decisions to potentially return. Yeah. Um, just being able to go from not even a consideration to a day 2 pick even if if he wants to go and get his degrees and be a smart guy for the rest of his life just having that first NFL paycheck that signing bonus that that's some good recruiting material particularly when you're recruiting that big blue wall yeah
3: absolutely i mean and you know, what you're looking for you know it, going into recruiting you're looking for offensive linemen that can play more than one position now there are there are specific players that, that play specific positions most 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 often a tackle you're a tackle but you know guard center guard if you can play those and there's a difference in recruiting and drafting a left guard and a right guard i don't want to get total Football nerdy here, but there's, <laughs> there's a big there's a difference there, right? In center and and many teams and lots that I talk to think that Luke can play three positions: left guard, right guard, and center. You know, if you think about it, that is like drafting three players in one. So the value is there for an NFL team to take a player like Luke Fortner because you can use that draft capital that you would spend on an additional interior offensive lineman. So you don't need an additional guard and then pick up a skill player. So yeah, and, and, and again, those four: Kennard, Fortner, Pascal, and Robinson. Uh, if you go in either direction, I wouldn't be surprised. But I think those four go; those four obviously go first, and then you get into the Rosenthal, Yusuf, Corker, Marquon, McCall, and, and that's when you start getting a little bit nervous. Uh, uh, you know, in rounds four through seven on Saturday, and because if you're if you're a mid to late seventh round pick, you're better off being an undrafted free agent. That yeah. way, you get to pick which team you want to go
0: to. Right, 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 Freddie. I'm just curious. One more draft question. Um, because you cause you, t- you talk to your NFL people. What what is yeah. it? Of all the things you've heard leading up to this, what's the one where you even got off the phone? Really. Oh, man, I can't believe that. That's crazy.
3: Man, that's uh, – well, I, I think the one – I don't think it's crazy, but I think it, it's more of a validation that Yusuf Corker could be a special teams captain for many years in the NFL, uh, which mm-hmm. which has value. And, and, and that is – you know, that's where he's going to make his money, uh, is, is on special teams and, and – you know, three phases and they're equally as important and people, uh, in the NFL value special teams, obviously because you have to study ways to win games and special teams does that. So, uh, that, that, that's something that it, okay. it took me back a little bit, but it wasn't surprising mm-hmm. uh, about the UK guys, but yeah. Okay. And, and, uh, and that quarterbacks, it's, it's just, you know, <laughs> it, it's not, it's not the year. No. Nope. And, so, and there's going to be a lot of reaches for quarterbacks and, and, you know, we're going to sit here in the same teams that, uh, you know, or they're, they're going to be in the same position next year, and next year is, a, is going to be a really, really good quarterback class. So there's strategy there that, that I want to follow this weekend.
0: Freddie, I want to leave you with one spring football question. What do you think was the most positive development from Kentucky football spring practice?
3: Wow. That, that's, a, that's a great question. Man,
0: I'm just coming uh, with them uh, today. Just bring in haymakers.
3: Yeah. Yeah, you are. Uh, I would say Jordan Lovett is is the storyline I have from spring practice because uh, Kentucky needs help, and they got help through the portal this week
2: Mm -hmm. at corner.
3: But I think with Jordan Lovett, the way he played, now he's going to have to do that on a daily basis in practice and during the grind, during camp, which is not easy. But I think you can kick him down – uh, uh, to play nickel or that, that medium linebacker spot. He
2: mm-hmm. can
3: be an additional safety. And, and I was concerned not, not with the starters at safety because I think Jalen Geiger and, and Ty Asian are, are good. But having a player, uh, you know, we, when Vito Tisdale went down to injury, Vito was a dynamic player with his personality, with his intensity, with his, the way he hits, you know, with physicality. I think Jordan Lovett fits that role, but he's a bigger version of Vito Tisdale. So I, I I like that happening for Kentucky.
0: Freddie, thank you so much for joining us today. We appreciate it. Freddie right, Magger, check out all his stuff on KentuckySportsRadio.com. You're the man, as always, and uh, we'll chat soon.
3: All right, brother. Thanks, Nick. See you, buddy. Enjoy the
0: draft. That was Freddie Maggard. joining us on the Salsaritas Hotline. We've got a Salsaritas Hotline now, TJ, or... TJ Justin didn't know that yeah I just just made it the Salseritas hotline because it's Taco Tuesday I didn't want to tell Freddie about Salseritas because then you know he didn't have to drive to Louisville it'd be a whole day because once you hear about the wildly addictive chips the fresh made sauces the marinated meats the spicy I mean they've they've got it all at Salseritas two locations one on Hubbard's Lane in St. Matthews and one on Shelby Road in Milton. That one's got a drive through. Very convenient. Download the Salseritas app before you go. Hey, and for you folks who don't have, you don't feel like dealing with going to Derby, you know, not everybody wants to deal with all the people. Get Salsaritas catered for your Derby party. Best decision you make for Derby. Make life easy on yourself at Salseritas. We got to get to a break. We'll come back and get back to the Thornton's text line right here on Kentucky Roll Call. Nick Rouch, Justin Kalen. Right after this. Roll, go. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. What are you doing, dude? You're terrible. Stop whining. <laughs> Welcome back. Kentucky Roll Call. One final segment here on oh, Big X Sports Radio. Go. Nick Rouse, Justin Kalen. Hanging out with you today. TJ Walker. He's out, but he'll be back tomorrow. I, um... What going on during that break? Man, I was watching highlights of the Mets game, which never would be something I would do during a break, but three two count, two outs, down two to one, two to nothing, and they came back and won. Dude threw it over the first baseman's head to score a run, and that started the Mets rally.
1: Pretty impressive. Yeah. Yeah. Did you see the Red Sox and Rays this weekend? I did not. So the Rays went nine innings. No hit baseball against the Red Ray, Red Sox. Sorry, and lost. And Red Sox scored two runs in the top of the tenth to break up the no hitter, take the lead. Only for the Rays to come back and hit a game winning <laughs> home. That's awesome. So they lost the no hitter, but they won anyways. Oh, it was that's cool.
0: awesome. Um, we also had some breaking news while Freddie Maggard was on. Ah. Um, and if you didn't listen to that that conversation with Freddie, we talked draft. Well, spring football sprinkled in there. Go back and listen to it on the Cornbread Hemp Podcast. Every Care Received Podcast is brought to you by Cornbread Hemp. All organic, full-spectrum CBD products. Try the extra-strength gummies today. Whether you get a little bit extra stress, you need a good night's sleep, or some aches and pains in different areas, use the promo code BIGX, and you'll get 30% off at checkout at cornbreadhemp.com. We had some breaking news, and... Jack Pilgrim confirmed by UK spokesperson that UK basketball strength and conditioning coach Rob Harris is no longer with the program. Uh, he spent the last 6 seasons as the head strength coach. I think there's two reasons for this. One, you had a lot of guys get hurt. Typically that some of that fall, like some things are freak accidents. But when injuries, especially like ankle, soft tissue stuff, it, it comes back to are they physically trained? Have they, are they been trained well enough to be capable to do the task at hand? So there was at least some questions there. I think that's the most pressing issue. But you also had a little bit of some other stuff that was just like, okay, that let's let's move on. Um, down at Tennessee, when Ziegler came on the sideline, you had Harris come over there and kind of chirp at him some. Um, there was a little scuffle there. And then I think there was also another incident uh, that was like a social media viral account video of him losing his cool at like a wee basketball game or something like that. I never even saw it, but that was a – it never became a thing, but it certainly didn't help Harris's case in all of this. So Kentucky looking for a new strength and conditioning coach, uh, something to put a pin in that – we had Rock, there was, Rock Oliver was there for seemingly forever. Now he's in administrative role. Rob Harris comes in. Now the Cats are looking for a new guy. Something to keep an eye on throughout this offseason. Uh, let's get back to the Thornton's text line. 502-414-1450. Uh, Rocket Seed Rob texts in. Hey, gents. Guess I missed it, but congrats, Roush, Child 2.0. Y'all ready for two? Puts a real damper on things like going to watch the Cats in the Grove. By the way, your buddy slash boss, <laughs> Matt, called my old Miss grad ex-girlfriend on the air and had to leave a message, which isn't why we broke up, but she didn't really like that. <laughs> okay. Oh, well, best to you and the wifey and maybe some of the good tidings will trickle down to the Minnesota Timberwolves later. Keep up the good work, and when's TJ planning on kiddo number two? <laughs> so, Rob, you had... You called in and had Matt call your girlfriend at the time? Oh, man, that, whew.
1: that's awkward. Is that what happened? I'm glad you made sense of that. I've read it like f- four times now. I still can't make sense of it.
0: Because I'm pretty sure, I, I, I remember listening once upon a time where they called, like he had like a conflict about going to a game, and Matt was going to call the girlfriend to okay. be like, you got to let him go to the game. She didn't answer and then left a voicemail instead, but, um, you know, the, the public pressure females aren't a big fan of it. Guys, I welcome peer pressure. I I, I fall for it every time, but I love it. You know? Oh, tell me I won't do something. Twist my arm.
1: (laughs) One way to fit one way to figure out that I'll do it real quick.
0: (laughs) Another texter sends in says TJ thoughts on Barry. Um, first and foremost, I watch Barry as well. I love that show. However, uh, my is that wife- Is
1: sh- show about the dog?
0: No, Barry is, uh, Bill Hader, who's the hitman.
1: Oh, I'm thinking of Wilfred.
0: Yeah, oh, that show got really weird. Yeah. After a, a one season. That yeah. got very bizarre. <laughs> um, Barry, though, I really like, but the wife has insisted, and I think rightfully so, that we just, we, we build up a couple episodes so that we can burn through it, um, She's not a big, she's not big on patience. She has to be. She's married to you. That's true. That's true. And you know, with Derby and all this sort of stuff going on, that'll be a nice day after Derby. You can burn through a couple, two or three episodes. It also, it premiered at 10 o'clock on Sunday night. Who's staying up Mm. till 10 o'clock to watch a television show or 11 o'clock to watch a television show? Is it at least half hour? No, it's an hour. I bet the premiere was probably long, but I think they're normally 30, They're normally 30 minutes. Got it. It's been a while. It was one of those shows that came out right before the pandemic and they just haven't haven't made a season in a while, but I, I love it. I think it's great. It's got the right mix of action and Speaking of Bill Hader, I watched uh, Paul me. yesterday. Paul? Yeah. It's Paul.
1: The movie where Seth Rogen plays the alien? It's a
0: great movie. Oh wow. Bill, never never seen that one. Bill Hader's in it. That was like uh that was when he was really doing like weed movies. Yeah, TC from Lexington here, boys. Rob Harris out at UK. UK posted a job opening. You think the recurring injuries has anything to do with this happening? I really do think that that plays a part in it, especially the. I mean, it's uh, CJ Frederick's was, I believe, a hamstring while warming up. Ideally, your strength coach has your guys ready enough to where that doesn't happen. I know freak injuries happen, but I mean that that on the football front. That was what was happening with uh, the guy they had before Hill and um, uh, Coach Ed and Coach Hill came in with Eric Corm. There was too many injuries, too many guys on the sideline, so they moved on. I, I, I think that had something to do with
1: so it. So football, basketball, they got different strength guys. Yes, right.
0: Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah, football. That's a full time game. And man, there was one summer. Justin where I went into the football facility and I talked to UK strength co- coaches, and I believe they were they were actually both at IU before they ended up coming over and the attention to detail that they put into their plans and also the intensity at just which they live their lives. Mm-hmm. like if I was to run into them on the sideline of a practice or something when they're not working or in the zone, nice, nice guys. But when they're talking about what they do for a living, oh, it's intense. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And uh, even Stoops remarked on it earlier uh, because after spring practice, they all have individual meetings with the players, kind of a post-spring evaluation. But they they don't all give them a packet. They actually give them, all right, here's your kind of, we're going to give you some bands, we're going to give you some stuff to have with you. But they also kind of surprise them, and they give them their workouts for the day, the day of. So there's not really – you can't really cut corners if you don't know what's next. You know, like, ah, I have the mind of a teenager. Well, maybe if I just do this today, then I can take tomorrow off. So they try to surprise them to make sure that everybody's kind of on their P's and Q's while they're away in May, which I love. Just finding new ways to get them. Corner those 20-year-olds into doing something dumb. <laughs> Texture on the Thorns text, on 502 414 50 1450. Robert says, if The kid in high school has the name Bull in it. Just avoid recruiting them. It never works out. Yeah. And that was, um, it was funny because it, so the Robert brings up B O L. It's kind of like Bull Bull, mm-hmm. but his name is John Bull. And I was just like, Oh, like the weatherman or like the news guy. <laughs> yeah. The news guy. Um, <laughs> which. Oh man! that's the thought of John Bull—you know—being a Division One recruit.
1: Are are there any other bowls? I mean, I can only think of Minuteman Bull.
0: Well, and, and I think to his point, we we also did the the Maker and the Thon Maker. Mm-hmm. Basically, your Same seven family. your seven foot guys that play that like to play guard. That they've got a lot of people around them. I mean, I don't think Bull Bowl ever played at Oregon. You know, he was so awesome in AU basketball. So awesome. That's because he's huge. Well, and he also, I mean, he was legit He, had he was le- good. Yeah. Legit skills. Mm-hmm. But I just don't know how much he's ever played basketball. He's gotten paychecks, yes. But I don't know how much basketball he's played in his lifetime. Between injuries and people getting him to not play. Like it.
1: Well, he averaged 5.8 minutes a game this year in the NBA. Mm, there you have it. <laughs> points. Pretty bad.
0: Text (laughs) says, my dad is a scientist, and he said women run cooler because they are cold-blooded. Man-hungry succubi. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: That's pretty good. Here's Here's a more thorough explanation on the text line. Although men and women maintain... An internal body temperature of 98.6 degrees, men typically have more muscle mass and generate more heat by using more calories to fuel those extra muscles. When that heat evaporates, it warms up their skin, their clothes, and the air just above the surface of their skin. That came from Google.
0: Oh, damn it. You, you, texter, you could have been the smartest person <laughs> to ever text into the text line, and you had to go and blame signed, it on Google. Signed to Google. Because <laughs> it all makes sense. Yeah, men carry more weight.
2: Yeah.
0: Wow. So yes, it's because we're fatter, more muscle. (sighs) I I didn't.
1: I didn't get fat out of that. I got more muscle. Oh, muscle. That's what it is. It's
0: the muscle that's getting (laughs) all all my big, strong muscles. (laughs) Which, by the way, uh, Nick Rush diet update off until after Derby. Just it's not gonna. I'm just not gonna. Oh, be
1: diet! I heard dad update. I was like, "What? You're taking <laughs> a week and a half off being a dad? <laughs> yeah. That's awesome." Yep.
0: <laughs> Which I kind of do during Derby. <laughs> That's true. That's <laughs> true. But yeah, I just realized the other night. Like, what am I doing here? I'm trying to? I'm not, I'm not gonna lose any weight. I'm just gonna drink it all back. Yep. Three days. <laughs> Might as well make it easy on myself for a few days. Text from the thorns. Text on says, "Free speech is back on Twitter, baby." Woohoo! That was TJ. So it was more like a baby. I, uh, I've loved, do, do you follow the onion, Justin? No. Oh man. They had a, uh, they were kind of poking fun at this and they were doing a whole Twitter tweet storm one day about how the onion was banned from Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Please stop the onion from being unbanned un- on Twitter. I mean, it was, <laughs> it was just one of those things. They, they were tweeting, Two or three times an hour about how oppressed they were by being banned. On <laughs> I just I laughed every single time I saw it. It was God, they're funny, funny folks <laughs> over there. Kirby says, "Look like he's still going to be top six, but you think with all the Ben Simmons refusing to play stuff, teams were positive on Sharp and value competitors in this day and age.
1: Sharp can shoot the basketball. That's that's the one difference between him and Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons can't shoot." Yeah, I mean, Kirby does
0: make a, a valid point in that, uh, you know, I mentioned both, but, but like just in general in the generation of, I mean, Ben Simmons is, he is a quote unquote back injury. I mean, hell, I've, I've got a back injury. I iced my knee last night because I'm just old. Like, you can, you're going to be banged up and how much does this person want to play it's beca- the 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 load management thing has made sitting out acceptable instead of playing through injury and you know what it's probably helped some people have longer careers like LeBron James he's not still doing what he's able to do without load management he doesn't do a whole lot of load management he doesn't though. do a ton of it but he he does he does though there's 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 no denying that um, I, I don't even know if he i, I Qual- if he played enough games to qualify to have the scoring title, LeBron. This year. Yeah.
1: Well, a lot of that was injury, though.
0: Right. Right. And well, and then you you you're you're going to take your time when you're 38 years old or <laughs> whatever he is and coming back from it. But I, I, my overall point being, like, I, I do think there is, I I, th- I think there's going to be there's something to this, Kirby, and I don't think it's just an old man get off my lawn take. See,
1: I I don't know. I don't I don't see the correlation really cuz I mean, if I'm an ex- NBA executive, these two situations are completely different for me. And we don't know the whole Sharp situation, but do you think as a a top 10 pick kind of guy, the NBA executives know the answer why he didn't play at Kentucky? Probably so. Whether that was his choice, whether it was Kentucky's choice, whether he wasn't ready, I don't care what it was. I mean, the kid didn't play, but I I don't think it was because he didn't want to. But NBA execs would they—they have those answers. So,
0: yeah, and, and the thing that, the thing that could, what could end up and, and and Calipari was pretty adamant about this on Friday. And even though we believe this ship has sailed and Shaden Sharp will not play for Kentucky, the reason why Calipari and Kentucky and even Shane and Sharp are leaving the door open to return is that what if the excuse for why he didn't play this year, and just the explanation for this whole last year, this whole saga, what if just nobody buys it? Because we, I mean, I'm not buying it. It sounds like a load of bullcrap crap to me. If the NBA teams, who this is their livelihood, and it's a pretty damn good one, if they don't buy it, then he's not... He's not getting picked. like this, this uh, So I, I think that they do need to have an explanation better than whatever we've heard. Uh-huh. There's no doubt about that. That Whenever it comes time to get his draft stock evaluated, and it's time for him to meet with teams, he has to have a good interview and to explain how all of this came to be. Because I don't care how good you are in your number one pick setting with your G League, you're just shooting baskets one-on-one. People are going to make, people spend a lot of money. They make significant investments in these top 10 picks. And you got to know that you're going to get somebody who's willing to play out of it. So while Justin, you're, you're right. I may not completely bat wholeheartedly. I do think Kirby, your point, they, they are going to go above and beyond to do their due diligence on this because they know so little about it. And it's been so bizarre.
1: Well, and, and to that point as well, Kirby, I, I admittedly don't know what happened with the Sharp situation. It could all come out This is very similar to the Ben Simmons situation. And then, then I agree with your text, Kirby.
0: Text on the Thorn Sex Line says, I had no idea Twitter generated that much money. Advertising services generated $3.2 billion, or about 86% of their revenue in 2020. Well, yeah, how else are they going to make money? Right. That's how any media company makes money is advertising. That's it. (laughs) And big exports radio golf cards, and those don't grow on trees. Nope.
1: Be be a lot cooler if they did. A
0: lot cooler. Be punching those bad boys all the time. (laughs) I do think it's funny. I know some of it probably has to do with my algorithm because I follow sports people. The amount of – the athletic is spending a lot of money Mm -hmm. to run ads on my timeline. To get me to subscribe.
1: Almost so much, though, that you would think they're not ma- meeting
0: their numbers I know, for subscribers. But what's crazy is that the New York Times bought it, so it has to be somewhat mm-hmm. viable. But I was getting ads for co- like college basketball. It, it, was, it was for stor- a story that ran in February about college basketball. <laughs> it was showing up on my timeline yesterday. They don't have any elite players. College basketball, anonymous college basketball coaches weigh in on teams from the Power Five. Why is this on my timeline? Spend your money better, athletic. Another text says, that all be for Baylor from South Dakota. Dude is a playmaker. Baylor Shireman, you said, yes. was his name? Yes. Yeah, I would be too. I don't know if I would want him over Reeves, but I think I like that guy a lot. Justin did a lot of missionary trips as a young man, one texture says.
1: That was TJ again. And he's right.
0: I did <laughs> Several. With other people's wives. No. Oh, Texter says CJ Frederick completely ripped his hamstring off the bone. Don't know how well someone recovers from that kind of injury. Yeah, it just sounds painful. <laughs> it sounds. So, oh my god, horrendous! Is your hamstring too? That's. I don't. It might be your largest muscle. Right. Mm, sounds all right. Because if you mess up your hamstring, like it hurts from your back to your calf. The thing is, though, is it might not be, though, Justin. Uh, yeah, our Google scientists might not say it because it's probably a collection of muscles. Actually, it is
1: uh, your gluteus maximus. Your butt so, is. So,
0: yeah. So the ha- But the hamstrings connected to the butt. So Correct. There we go. Close enough. God, that sounds painful. Texter, it's John here. Hey, good morning, John. Hey, Nick, congrats on the new family edition. I apologize for not mentioning yesterday. Oh, don't you worry about it, John. You got a great heart, buddy. Mr. Musk buys Twitter. All right, that's cool. I say if healthy CJ can be that guy. I say if healthy CJ can be that guy. Also, just go get the best of the best, a in the high school or portal rankings. If you get mainly slashers, you can develop their shooting, in my opinion. It's harder to find individuals that can go create their own bucket and drive nowadays than it is to find shooters. Just get the best and let the chips fall where they may. We'll got to go talk to you later. What do you think, Justin? you think it's easier to create a good shooter or create a good driver?
1: Man, that is tough.
0: Um, it's chicken or, or the egg kind of question.
1: I would say it's easier to create a good shooter because that's a more ba- natural basketball motion
0: that you've done your whole life.
1: Unless you don't have a good basketball well, shooting see, but that, that's,
0: that's the argument you have against it is that some guys – have been shooting their whole life and still stink at it. Yeah. Like how can, um, I, I don't know, You name your bad free throw shooters who have been playing basketball their whole life and they can't shoot. Ben Simmons. Yeah. Or it, <laughs> that's what I mean. So um, you can probably, I think to John's point though, you can't create the athleticism it takes to have a quick first step to get to the rim. Not yeah. as easy. You, you no. can't, That that's not, you're not going to get a guy from the portal and make him a better penetrator. You might be able to make him a better shooter because you can put him in more situations to take open shots. So, I, I, I think, but with that being said, I do think bad shooters are just bad shooters. Yeah. <laughs> so, um,
1: Yeah, I mean, you you can't do that with a portal guy, but you could take a freshman and teach him that.
0: I will say, there was, a, there was, I used to always think, you just can't make a guy a more accurate passer, and then Josh Allen, He's more accurate in the AFC East than he was at Wyoming mm-hmm. in the Mountain West. Like, what? Pfft, makes no sense. Hey, we got to issue a big old happy birthday. Hey, the happy big birthday. Guy. It's the big guy's birthday, Trevor, Trevor? Kelsey. Is yeah, it? yeah. Nice. So he's uh, 29 years young. <laughs> Everybody go. He, he's at Trevor Kelsey on Twitter. Go wish him a happy birthday. I'm sure he'll appreciate that today. How about that? Yeah, I'm sure he'll appreciate that. Uh, Texture says Rob Harris no longer with the program any scoop on that? I I kind of mentioned it at the start of the episode the 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 break. You got you got plenty of scoop there Texture on the Cornbread Hit podcast. Texture also says is everything good with Barry Brown? I remember early in his recruitment there were whispers about him having some character concerns and I haven't heard much about him lately. I think Ryan might have mentioned something on the radio. I, folks, uh folks Yes and no. If there's going to be some like Oh, I don't know if he's going to make. Like, it's kind of. I would put it like this. For people who remember Len Bowden, they were confident they would get him on campus. It was just going to be later. They just had to do their due diligence to get everything, all of the ducks in a row. I would say if that's going to be the case, then that's it. But I, I don't foresee there being something so significant that he's not going to be suiting up in a Kentucky uniform this year. So I'm not going to worry about it. Uh, until we have to cross that bridge um, but would I be surprised if training camp starts and he's not there yet then no not at all not at all cool. it's just I mean that that's what you get that, that's that's part of the deal that's why you sign up for guys like this you got to deal with some stuff um, and you can you and when you're at Kentucky and you developed a good culture you you can afford to have some of those guys around because it doesn't affect the whole team sure um, so um Moral of the story: Don't worry about it right now. Don't worry about it right now. It's April. Yeah, yeah. Plenty of time to go. And if he's got to get some credits taken care of for him to get here uh, by July, he's got two and a half months to do it. Texter says, as a Nets fan, there's a Nets fan. Simmons (laughs) is ridiculous. Thirty-three million a year to not play. He's twenty-five. Man, he's only twenty-five years old. The guaranteed contracts are the problem. I'm all for players' rights, but look how many games Carl Malone missed in his entire career. I don't know. I, I think Carl Malone in general just stinks as a person. Don't like Well, it. I mean,
1: it's it's not any different than the John Wall situation. That dude's making forty four point three million this year to not play. That's oh, amazing. God, that is amazing. That's amazing. Uh good amazing.
0: for him. Oh, <sighs> One more texture says, you could charge Mangus 10 cents per tweet, and Musk could get his money back in a year.
2: <laughs>
0: it's a TJ tweet. That was a good one. That was pretty good. Uh, even considering how Trevor no longer considers KRC his family, it was nice of you to wish him a happy birthday. Yes, happy birthday, Trevor. Uh, happy birthday to everybody who celebrates a birthday today, April 26th. Only a few days left. Only a few days left before May gets here. That's crazy. I'm excited. It's crazy. Need need this weather. So if it's going to rain, just rain now. Don't rain next week.
1: It's going to. So we got two, looks like two good days, and then just rain every day
0: until next Thursday. Hey, just stop Thursday morning. (laughs) I don't care if there's a lake in the infield. It'll dry out. We'll go swimming in it. Just keep it dry Thursday through Saturday. That's all I'm asking, Mother Nature. You and all the kids. Cooperate with me, please, Mother Nature. (laughs) Three days a year of good weather. That's all I ask. I beg of you. Three good days. You can do it. We can do it. We appreciate you tuning in today. TJ Walker is going to be back with us tomorrow for more Kentucky Roll Call for Justin Kalen. I'm Nick Roush. We'll see you in 22 hours right here on the Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM right